Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. We're coming up on high school playoff action very, very soon. In fact, this week already, some of the playoff uh, tournament series beginning for, what is it? I think swimming and diving, wrestling gets underway later this week. We're, I think, two weeks away from the start of the girls' basketball playoffs, three weeks out from boys' basketball playoff action beginning. It's starting, folks. It's here. We weren't sure we were going to get here. We weren't sure how we were going to get here, but we did. And uh, as I have have said a number of times, I I fully expect that we're going to complete these winter sports tournaments. There will be interruptions. There will be challenges. I'm I'm sure there's going to be a team here or there, or a few teams even, They'll have to drop out of the playoffs at some point in one of the sports or multiple sports. We could even see a team that qualifies for the state tournament have to uh, have to unfortunately drop. Excuse me, drop out. We saw it in the in the fall. Edgewood's volleyball team had to uh, had to withdraw. But you know what? Whatever we get, we will take. Excuse me. At this point, as we are in the later stages of January, as we are getting closer to the uh, the the end of the winter sports season. Have a few interviews lined up here with some of the uh, outstanding players that we've seen in the state of uh, Wisconsin recently, and and even going back a little bit. Uh, some interviews with some former Mister Basketball and Miss Basketball recipients. Kind of a little bit of a where are they now? Uh, you know, also get their uh, you know their their basketball journey story, what what they did, and um, you know what they recall and remember. So uh, it's going to be fun the, the next few weeks. I've got a couple of those. Uh, set up that we're going to be uh, taking a look at, including one today that we'll get to shortly with 2010 Mr. Basketball recipient T.J. Bray of Catholic Memorial High School. He'll talk to us about his time at CMH. They went on to win a state title, uh, his time at uh, Princeton where he had an outstanding career and a, uh, a multi-year career that's still going playing overseas and talk to him about uh, what that's been like, some of the challenges that they've faced this year as he's playing in Spain and uh, you know what? What uh, what might be on the horizon for him? A, a great interview with TJ that's coming up very shortly. Um, again, we are going to have a lot going on very very soon here, and already do as we start preparations for the high school basketball playoffs, uh, which will be our big focus. Of course, is our, our primary winter sports uh, coverage. But you'll still find some uh, some information on the the other winter tournaments, wrestling and uh, hockey, gymnastics uh, just announced today. Uh, the WI did that there will be some changes, uh, not surprisingly, to the format for the gymnastics state tournament. So uh, we're, we're getting into it. Uh, there's going to be a lot coming out very, very soon. Mark Miller, our boys basketball writer, Norbert Durst, our girls basketball writer, going to have tons of content uh, over the next few weeks here. And, of course, we, we're on the clock already for a, uh, a, a alternate fall schedule or alternate spring, I guess it, it is, whatever it is, of about 30% of the football and volleyball teams, a little less than 30% of volleyball, soccer that uh, that moved from the fall to the spring, that are going to be getting practice uh, pretty soon. Uh, football starts mar- uh, March 8th is their first practice for that, that fall season. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out with weather and facilities and everything else just you know that that is going on right now. So uh, we're going to be fast and furious to wrap up this uh, winter sports season, basketball specifically, and then get ready for that big alternate fall season. 
As we are getting closer and closer to the end of the high school basketball season here in Wisconsin with uh, playoffs coming up starting later this month and the state basketball tournament just over a month of way. A uh, month away, we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of take a look back and, and talk to some of the players and, and some of the figures in high school basketball in the uh, in Wisconsin and in more specifically in our recent history. And very uh, excited and uh, pleased to welcome in our guest for today's episode of the WSN podcast, and that is T.J. Bray, former standout at Catholic Memorial, the 2010 Mister Basketball in the state of Wisconsin, and uh, a former player at Princeton went on to a. Uh, an overseas career still going. TJ, uh, appreciate you taking some time to join us and uh, welcome to the WSN podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here and, you know, thanks for having me. We'll uh, we'll kind of get a uh, kind of where are they now update from you a little bit later, but I want to go back a little bit first and just kind of take us through your journey as a basketball player, you know, from a young age. What uh, When did you start playing? How did you get introduced to the game? You know, what was your path like? kind of maybe up to, you know, when you became a varsity player at CMH? Yep. Um, so, yeah, basketball has just kind of been a part of my life um, since I was born. I had a basketball in my crib, um, and it, it started, you know, from day one. So um, always been playing, you know, started playing, you know, at the local YMCA, and then started playing in the uh, New Berlin Athletic Association um, Young League, and I uh, played that for a few years until I got to Holy Apostles um, Middle School. And, uh, you know, played, played my four years at Holy Apostles. Um, really loved that. Was, you know, lucky to have some success. And then, uh, you know, moved on to Catholic Memorial. So let's talk about your time at Catholic Memorial, uh, a, a program that's had a good amount of success over the years. And, of course, your senior year had the, uh, had the greatest amount of success, going on to win a state championship, a close win over Sauk Prairie in a state semifinal game, a tough win over Northwestern in a championship game. You know, talk us through what you remember about playing at Catholic Memorial, first of all, um, you know, what your experience was like and and kind of how you grew into one of the state's best players. Yeah, um, I was, you know, very, very fortunate to to be, you know, kind of in the pipeline of a, a very good, um, you know, basketball program um, at the time and which continues today. Um, my dad went to Catholic Memorial, so it was Catholic Memorial from the start for me. Um, and. And, you know, when I got there as a freshman, um, I was lucky enough to be on varsity with some, you know, really, really good players. Um, Connor Smith played D1. Uh, Tom Neary played D1. And then uh, Patrick Buttram went on to play football at Wisconsin. Um, Dayton Young played D3. And, you know, we just had a lot of basketball players, um, guys who loved the game. So there was always, you know, open gyms and stuff to go to. And, um, you know, that really helped me grow as a player, you know, especially as a, a freshman coming in and playing against the older guys who have, you know, three, four years of maturity on you. Um, you know, you got to figure out how to do things. And I was no longer the biggest, strongest kid. So, um, you know, I was very fortunate to, to play varsity as a freshman. Um, we had a very good season, unfortunately tore my ACL, but, um, recovered from that, came back, had a, a pretty good, um, sophomore and junior year. And then, um, yeah, senior year, just kind of everything came together. Um, we had nine seniors on a team that, that brought back a ton of experience. Um, and we just, you know, found a way to play together. Um, and we're, we're super hard to beat only losing, you know, two games all season and, um, you know, two close ones at that. So we, uh, yeah, just a great group of guys that, that love to play basketball and, and, you know, play together. Um, and it was, it was a blast. Looking back at your time at Catholic Memorial, what, what things stand out? Obviously hoisting that gold ball at, at, uh, or excuse me, at the Cole center has to be number one or right up there, but what other things stand out 
from your time? Any games, moments, or or is it more, you know, as a lot of people talk about kind of those in-between things, right? Hanging out with the guys, the bus rides, the the practices. What are the things that you remember the most? Yeah, I mean, it's both. Um, you know, my high school friends are, are still my friends to this day. Um, you know, still in close contact with, you know, Derek Shell, Mike Neary, Sean Harvey, um, Austin Puchalowski, um, you know, and, and all the way down the roster, you know, still friends with those guys. So um, it, it was like the hanging out after school before practice. You know, we practiced at 430 every day, which gave us plenty of time after school to kind of just mess around and, and do things. Um, you know, the high schoolers do play video games, you know, go grab pizza and, you know, mess around. But um, then, you know, there, there were some great games that, that I'll always remember, you know, my senior year, Arrowhead was also um, a very good team, ended up winning the Division One state title. So we had just two um, absolute battles with them. Um, and, and those, you know, the rivalry, the packed high school gym, you know, hard to get a ticket. Um, those those are like the really cool, just like kind of small town memories um, that you, you see on TV and you see growing up and then to be a part of them. Um, those are really special. You mentioned that coming into your senior season, you had a lot of starters back. You had a, a very talented team. So what do you what do you do? What do you what do you set as expectations or goals uh, for your senior season? Um, you know, what, what were you guys thinking coming into that year? Yeah, we knew we could be really, really good um, with, you know, Derek and I kind of leading the way. And then we had um, a lot of guys that, you know, nine seniors, you're, you're a physically bigger and stronger team than most other teams you play. So. Um, we knew we could rely on kind of our size and physicality a lot and, um, you know, kind of let, let me run the show at the point guard and, and Derek make a ton of shots. And then, you know, Mike Neary was a, a big time basketball player as well. Um, and then the other guys were, you know, more football players and basketball players bodies, but we knew we had, uh, um, you know, the, the ability to, to do some special things and um, Port Washington with Josh Gosser had, you know, a ton of success for us. Um, Wisconsin Lutheran with Flavian Davis. Um, had just won the state title the year before. So we knew our regional and sectional um, were going to be a brutal, brutal battle, but it kind of let us, you know, sit under the radar a little bit for the first half of the season and um, figure out who we were. So you're, you're ma- you make state, you get to the, uh, get to the Cole center. What was that experience like? What, what things stand out from that? Um, you know, you're, you're warming up for that first game against Sauk Prairie. What's going through your head? What is, what is that experience like for those of us like myself that, didn't have that luxury to get to state. What, what is it like out there? Yeah, it's, it's big. Um, you know, that was the first, the first time I played in, you know, arena, the size of the Cole center, um, you know, with, you know, kind of set up for a basketball event. Um, so yeah, you're just looking around at all the fans and like, wow, this, this is so many people. This is, you know, everybody in the States watching, um, you know, definitely one of the biggest games you've ever played in. And it's just cool. Like there's no other way to describe it other than just like, man, this is so cool. Uh, we're talking with uh, TJ Bray as our guest, uh, former Mr. Basketball at Catholic Memorial High School in 2010. How many things do you remember from that experience? Or is it all, did it all go by so fast? It's hard to remember. How many times have you gone back and watched those games? At yeah. Um, I definitely haven't gone back and watched as much as my dad. Um, he uh, He's enjoyed it a lot more than I have. But um, yeah, at this point, the memories are like, I, I vividly remember like the off the court stuff. Um, you know, from the state tournament time. But, you know, in terms of like the games and on the court, all my memories now are from the TV angle. Um, you know, I, it was just, you're out there, you're playing basketball and you're not thinking, you're just, you know, reacting and doing what you've always done. So, um, you know, some of the plays that I remember are more from highlight reels and TV rather than, you know, my own perspective. 
45 points, 24 rebounds in those two games combined, leading Catholic Memorial to a state title. When did you kind of get the sense or when did you have the idea that, hey, I, I know I can be a pretty good basketball player and I think I can be a Division One basketball player? Yeah, um, it was probably, you know, you, making varsity as a freshman was a big deal, especially um, we were ranked number one in the state my freshman year for most of the season. Um, so you're like, okay, I got, I'm a good player. And you see, you know, guys like Connor Smith and Tom Neary both go to division one schools. Um, you know, like, okay. Like I, you know, I think I can play with them and you get on the AAU circuit and you're playing with other division one guys against other division one guys. And there was never a doubt in my mind that, you know, I could, I could compete at that level, but at the same time too, you need someone to offer you a scholarship. So, um, you know, once I kind of started getting, you know, a lot of calls and letters from, from different division one schools, um, like spring of my freshman year into the uh, fall of my sophomore year. I was like, okay, I've got, I've got a legitimate chance here to, to be a division one player. So take us through that recruiting process. Ultimately you ended up at Princeton, but yep. what was the process like for you? It, it's different for everybody, but there's a lot of commonality. So what was it like in, in your case and what things did you consider and what, what ultimately led you to Princeton? Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where I thought basketball was going to be over after four years. Um, it was like, you know, playing in college was always the goal. And it was kind of like, you know, go play and get a degree from the best possible school. And then, you know, basketball is going to be over. It's not going to last forever. So um, once the Ivy league schools started calling, it was kind of a no brainer, um, you know, but then come to find out they don't have uh, athletic scholarships um, and you got to pay your own way. So um it was, you know, once Princeton started calling, you know, the, the Ivy League schools, it kind of became a no-brainer um, to at least really look at them heavy um, and, of course, go to wherever I felt the most comfortable and what was the best fit. And I went out to visit Princeton um, and everything just clicked. It was best coaching staff, best campus, best facilities, best style of play for me. Um, and it was just like, man, this is a no-brainer. I remember, um, you know, the visit ended and, like we, it was like a Saturday visit and it was like, we were going to meet with them Sunday too, before going home. And, you know, I had to like hold my own mouth shut, not to commit, you know, Saturday night. Cause I just had to make sure to talk about it over with my dad. But it was like, yeah, this is a no brainer. So, you know, people ask me what would have been second. Um, and honestly, it's like, I, I didn't have a runner up. It was just so, you know, so clearly Princeton for me um, that it made the recruiting process, you know, really, really easy. You went on to a very successful career at Princeton, played four years there, a starter for three of them as a senior, first team all Ivy League, uh, averaged 18 points a game that year. What what things stand out about that time at Princeton? Just a really special group of people. Um, you know, everybody that's there is so invested in the basketball and the academic side um, that it really felt like home for me. Um, I, I met so many good people inside basketball, outside of basketball that um, you know, it's a, it's something I'll never, you know, take for granted or forget that, um, uh, you know, it, it's just such a powerful place, um, you know, people wise and, and who you meet and who you get to interact with. So you, uh, you play at Princeton, you finished four years and, and you said you, you didn't really maybe initially think beyond that, but ultimately you've had a very successful career after Princeton. Take us through all the twists and turns and places that you've gone along the way since graduating from Princeton um, a few years ago. Yeah. So, um, you know, up until my senior year, I hadn't really had a outstanding college career. Um, but then, you know, senior year really took off. Um, and, uh, Stan Van Gundy was, a um, 
announcer at the time. This was between coaching jobs. And he was at practice one day and was talking with me and the coaches um, more as like a, a friend of the coaches rather than um, anybody, you know, related to the NBA. And he was like, yeah, you know, it should be a no brainer that you'll, you'll find a summer league team. And I was like, what, <laughs> what do you mean the NBA? Like I'm, you know, a six, five white kid from New Berlin, Wisconsin. Like there's not a ton of us in the NBA. Um, so that like was the first time I was like, okay, like people think of me really kind of as a, a player at the next level. Um, and then the season ended and, you know, agents started reaching out and were talking to me like, yeah, you know, this NBA team, this NBA team, and this NBA team, I want to bring you in for workouts. And it was, I mean, it was shocking. Like, I was like, I, I didn't think of myself like that. So I ended up having five NBA workouts, um, ended up immediately after the draft, getting picked up by the Raptors for summer league that year. Um, you know, did summer league with them, which was a great experience out in Vegas. And then, um, my agent presented me with a couple contract offers after that. Um, and I, I played my first two years in um, Italy, um, one year in Sicily, one year up in the North near Milan. And that was a, a crazy eye opening experience, um, as to what the world is like and, you know, how different things can be from, uh, you know, Milwaukee and Princeton. And then, um, after that, you know, went up to Belgium for a year, Greece for a year. Um, did two and a half years in Germany. And then uh, midway through this season, I left Germany um, to come to uh, Saragossa, Spain. Um, and I'm playing in Spain currently. So where where are you at uh, kind of in your, your basketball career? You know, are you guys playing, by the way, or are you shut down? Yeah, we're playing. Um, right now? The season has been just kind of going as normal. There's a couple of tweaks and changes here, but for the most part, um, you know, same – full regular season, you know, in every league, um, they're trying to get as many games in as possible. So we get tested 72 hours before every game here. Um, and then depending on if there's been, you know, most teams have had at least some sort of outbreak at this point, I have been fortunate enough to not have any teammates or myself test positive. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of business as usual here. You just can't really do anything besides play basketball. So where are you at in your career? Do you think, are you, are you at the point where you're thinking about the next step or is this, you know, something you're, you're pursuing as long as you can kind of where, where in your career are you at right now? I would say I've probably played more games than I have left um, as a professional. Um, you know, there's no real deadline on it. The, the thing that's, you know, kind of tough for me um, when you think about the end is, you know, once I stop, I can never go back. Um, so it's not like I can go get a job for a year and be like, Oh, I don't like this so much. And then try to come back, you know, once, once I stop playing, I'm done. So that's kind of the attitude I have right now. Um, take things kind of, I, I have a contract for next year. And, um, you know, after that, take things kind of on a, at a season by season basis, um, and, and just see where life takes me. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that'll get you on their city league team some somewhere somehow. So I'm uh, I'm taking all rec league offers for when I finish playing. <laughs> um, do you have an eye on that next step? Do you you know your your degree or you know what you what you studied at Princeton? Is that um, you know what what are thoughts on maybe that next step for you? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm you know 28 right now, and I can say I still don't have any idea what I want to be when I grow up. Um, but just keep playing basketball, man. Just keep yeah, yeah. Princeton, Princeton opens, you know, a ton of doors, you know, within basketball and, um, you know, obviously in, in the real world um, for a while. And I, I think it might still be true right now, but Princeton, Princeton had like the second biggest head coaching tree in college um, behind North Carolina. So there's like 
six or seven Princeton grads that that have that are head coaches in Division One right now. Um, and then obviously there's MBA connections as well. So I've thought about, you know, getting into coaching, um, you know, whether that be the, the college level or the MBA level. And obviously just, you know, getting a job and, you know, going, I'm an economics major. Um, so there's, you know, plenty of opportunities, you know, within Wall Street um, that I could pursue as well. We're uh, wrapping up our conversation with TJ Bray, the 2010 Mr. Basketball here in Wisconsin. Um, I want to ask you, uh, kind of get your take on some of the challenges that high school kids are facing right now, where some of them are not playing here in Wisconsin. There's the, the Milwaukee schools, the Madison City schools are not playing. The rest of the state, for the most part, is. But uh, for kids like yourself that, that would have been Division One prospects or you know, had that idea, it's, it's really challenging for them. They can't go on visits. Coaches can't come watch them. They can't do workouts. They couldn't do camps. You know, those exposure opportunities are really limited. As you look back over, you know, what your recruitment was like, how, how difficult would that have been for you to get the opportunities you did if those things were not there, the, the coach visits, the campus visits, um, those kinds of things? Yeah, it, I mean, it would have been impossible for me. Um, I feel terrible for these kids going through everything right now. Um, you know, AAU was such a big, important part. Um, you know, my Princeton coaches watched just about every single one of my AAU games, which was, you know, five, six games a weekend over six weekends. Um, so they had, you know, a ton of information on me live and in person and obviously the high school tape too. But um, yeah, going through it right now, just, you know, what kind of, you know, if, if you're getting recruited at all, what kind of people um, do you trust, you know, coaching staff wise, just, you know, who's going to be the best person who's going to be, you know, someone who really looks out for you and, um, you know, talks to you truthfully and doesn't try to just sell you a bill of goods because they need a guy, you know, who, who do you feel like you have a real true personal connection with? Um, and if you're not getting recruited, just play as much basketball as you can when the time comes back and, and be ready. So it's, uh, yeah, this, this is, you know, a terrible time and I feel terrible for, for all the kids going through it. That, uh, that'll do it for our conversation with TJ Bray. Again, 2010 Mr. Basketball at Catholic Memorial. TJ, we really appreciate you taking some time to join us. Give us an update on where things are at with your career. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you again down the road. Maybe we'll see you back here in Wisconsin. But hopefully you play a lot more basketball before that happens. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for all you do for high school sports in Wisconsin. I've, I've enjoyed following for many years now. So there you go. Great chat with uh, TJ. Great to catch up with him. Um, one of the players that was uh, you know, playing when I kind of started at WSN a little bit. I, I started in 2008. I recall him you know, being one of the, the, the better, younger players in the state at that time. And of course, got a chance to watch him uh, courtside at the Cole Center for those, uh, those outstanding championship games and state tournament games in 2010 when he went on to be the Mr. Basketball recipient. So that'll, that'll do it for today. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll, we'll be catching up with some more players, some more figures from the state of Wisconsin in the next uh, couple episodes here of the WSN podcast. We'll also be checking in with Norbert and Mark as we uh, get ready for the playoffs. We'll, I'm sure we'll have a, a playoff preview for boys and girls basketball uh, leading up to, uh, to the start of those postseasons. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. We appreciate you checking out, uh, checking out the WSN podcast here and, uh, you know, if you, if you don't make sure you hit that subscribe button. I think I forget to say that all the time. I think that's what you're supposed to do on these podcasts or YouTubes or whatever else my, my kids, uh, watch, uh, don't forget to like, and subscribe, I think is the, uh, the, the correct phrase there. So make sure you do that. So you can be notified when new episodes of the WSN podcast do come out usually, uh, Wednesday afternoons 
here on uh, on your platform of choice, whether it's uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I don't know where else it's uh, it's published on, but it's uh, it's out there. Uh, of course, check out uh, all of our stuff on Wisports.net. Norbert and Mark have great information coming out each and every day. And you can follow us on Twitter. Follow at Wisports.net. That's our uh, our company account. You can follow me at Travis WSN, at Norbert Durst, at WisBB Yearbook for Mark Miller, and get all your basketball fix here coming down to the end of the season. I am Travis Wilson, general manager at WisSports.net. This has been a WisSports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.